0: Aloha, Maui Nui. Hey, this is Josh Porter, Jason Verkhart.
1: Welcome and. to the
0: Solar Coaster <laughs> with special guest, Mr. Uh, former Council Member Mike Victorino, in studio.
1: Aloha, everyone. Thank you so much for joining us. Oh, my uh, pleasure. Thank you for inviting.
0: We're really excited to, to dig into this show today. And congratulations on your, uh, can I say, primary win?
1: was oh, a primary win. That's exactly right.
0: All right. Congratulations. Uh, and we're so excited to have who could be the next mayor of Maui County with us uh, to talk all about renewable energies and all the cool things that are going on in the world, and the state, and, and Maui as well. we got lots of good news and events here. This is episode number 67, Jay. We did it. Yep. 67. We keep going. Keep More keep, numbers. keep rocking around.
2: I'm looking forward to double digits at this point. I yeah, mean, really? It's be, not path. too
0: far off, man. Hunter's not too far off, right? So, yeah. uh, okay, folks, uh, let's jump right into this. So we've got a great show ahead. Uh, a lot of news and events, some really cool things going. We're going to hear everything from a lot of good uh, 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 ideas from um, uh, Mike Victorino as well. So we are the Solar Coaster. Uh, we're a renewable energy-themed talk show right here in lovely Maui County. We can be found at kooi Studios. 1110 a.m. every Friday at 105 p.m. We have some FM stations, 96.7 FM Central Maui, 96.5 FM Westside, 98.7 FM Up Country. Uh, what's going on with the website these days, Jason? Uh, not a lot. My laptop
2: died. As, as everybody <laughs> knows, I think I've, I've been on the road for the last month. Uh, I am coming back. <laughs> so this will be the last show that I'm doing remotely. <laughs> um, but we'll get we'll, we'll get there. But you can go on on the website, everything's still functional. Uh, listen to all our old shows. There's 60 plus shows now, all, all up there. Uh, we've talked about everything at this point. So if you have some questions about some kind of solar or renewable energy technology, chances are we've talked about it. It's up there, uh, check it out on the podcast link. You can also go down the scroll, the bottom the of bo- the main page and there's a place to put in your questions and comments. If you have some kind of question that you want to get on the air, you can't call during our regular show hours, uh, fill it in there, we'll be sure to get your questions on the air.
0: Absolutely, yeah, and I just got a, a – Neil just hit me a, a earlier saying, we don't have the last four or five uh, a podcasts up there. He was giving us – he's like, I, I want to listen to those, Josh. Where are they? I said, I'll bring yep, it up. Uh, I'll bring it up.
2: As, as I said, my, my laptop is done. I uh, – yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> All right, so was, yeah, the Solar Coaster has some great sponsors, Maui Solar Project, Taboo Electric America, Sonnen Battery, Pika Energy, and Sundrum Solar. You know, we found these fellas, uh, these companies, these guys uh, at you know at the trade shows, right? That's kind of how we initially yep. got relationships here, and they. And what's great about Maui is these companies around the world. About it's a German company, Tabuchi Electric's a Japanese company, Pike Energy's out of uh, uh, New England, right? MIT England. Uh, founded, yep. um, and yep. you got uh, Michael and, and Brian from Sundrum as well. These are companies from all around the world and the country that want to do business right here in Maui County, and that's why we're able to have a radio show. Right? Oh,
1: that's great! Then you know, I think um, when you see the interest and also the. Uh, technology advancements in the area of solar, it is very heartwarming to know that Maui could become the leader yeah. when it comes to solar energy in the state, it may be even in the nation, and worldwide. Yeah,
0: it's exciting. I couldn't agree with you more. Yes. Uh, it's really and and it, and it speaks to this, you know, because there's no, uh, you know, if, if companies are saying, "Yep, we're willing to support you because we want to be there," then you know it's real. Right. <laughs> oh, so definitely. That's pretty definitely. cool. Yeah. It's been a good uh, experience working with these companies. So, uh, uh, yeah. What about that? What's thank going on with you, the podcast? Thank you,
2: sponsors, for keeping us on the air. <laughs> thank you, sponsors. Yeah, absolutely. Thank right. you. Podcasts. We're available on iTunes, Stitcher, and TuneIn. If you can't tune in, or you if you want to take some of our stuff on the road, just fill in a solar coaster on your podcast platform of choice and take us with you everywhere you go really easy
0: do it do it do it okay so shall we jump over to our news and events got a lot going on in the world uh, these days there's an awful lot of news this week. I mean, usually summer is not
2: a time where you see a lot of news, but there's so much going on in the space right now. And I guess that's that's kind of the ramp up we have that you were talking about trade shows. Well, SPI is coming up next month. Yeah. Uh, SPI is solar power international. We did go last year. The podcast is up. If you'd like to hear the uh, the uh, the interviews from last year, uh, we will be going again, which is fantastic. that's the end of September. Uh, so that's, that's going to be a really interesting kind of Set of shows. I think we he could not squash it into one show. It's it's twenty thousand of the smartest people in renewable energies in one space. <laughs> oh
0: yeah, it's a real. I'm, I'm, I'm super excited because <laughs> a lot's changed, right? Yeah. Things happen so fast yeah. in this industry. I mean, uh, you know, I was talking to the Solar Edge guys, and we didn't go to Intersolar in San Francisco. Was it in July a couple months ago? Or, mm-hmm. uh, yes, last yeah. month. Last month. <laughs> last last month, month. Yes. <laughs> and they and they go, oh, yeah, we announced the auto transformer, which is uh, a technology uh, that uh, I think it's oh, sorry, technology that allows their system to back up a whole house and and uh, so they're like yeah we announced it kind of informally in the back rooms in their solar i'm like no way we missed that at least they're gonna they're gonna showcase it at spi this year so we're excited to see that that makes a big difference um in being able when the grid goes down for a whole home to be backed up by their technology really Uh, cool stuff you
2: know Really we cool need to stuff. be we need to be able to go to all these shows, which means we need some more sponsors. <laughs> we need more <laughs> sponsors. Yeah, we can't miss those things. Any, any no, um, we can't because there's so much news, but that's the thing. Um, so the first real news article comes out of Clean Technica. Uh, solar farms can become pollinator habitats and help save the bees. So this, this is, a, is a little I mean we have touched on this before. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it's how, a field how, good piece. how you can you you basically want some you want you want some balance in the world, right? Yeah. Uh, we have these solar farms. You don't need to dedicate the land exclusively to solar only and just strip it bare of everything else it can cohabitate with a lot of things i mean it's it's very static it doesn't produce any emissions um and and really realistically it can be located in a lot of really um what i want to say perfect places both for the solar and for agricultural use so this concept of putting pollinator habitat in co- to, to co-locate with, uh, and this is utility-scale solar farms. We're not talking about putting one hive on your roof next to your solar
1: panels. <laughs> right. Oh, shucks. But, I but, thought it was going to get free honey up from <laughs> this point forward. <laughs> there you go. But when, but
2: when you have a couple, a couple hundred acres of solar mm-hmm. panels, you know, right. you, want to, you want to be able to, to, to utilize that to the best <laughs> possible. Um, so this is an article uh, that's actually referencing another article that's referencing a uh, report that came out in the Argonne National Laboratory um Journal. What, what's what's it called? Um, Fizz, I lost it. But there's, uh, there's, there's actually actually a journal. The the Environmental Science and Technology Journal was actually where they published. So these Argonne National Laboratory scientists and NREL scientists collaborated um, to to generate this whole report. Um, it starts off really obvious. I mean, the, the, the stuff that we know. Pollinating insects contribute to seventy five pardon seventy five percent of all human food crops. Mm -hmm. 75% of all the crops out there depend on pollinating insects, mostly bees, but not only, um, to to just be, to be able to have any kind of crops. And the population decrease of these uh, pollinators has really had a detrimental impact on uh, all crop generation in the United States and across the world. Um, So the results found that they targeted 3,500 acres of agricultural land that were around these utility scale power plants. And they found that if they could raise yields by even 1%, like for a crop like almonds, um, it would actually generate $1.75 million
0: more in revenue. Around
2: these thirty-five hundred acres. Justin. I mean, that's a, that's that's a, that's a crazy number.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, it's uh, I mean, you know, and they the um the the notion of being able to put uh, special, uh, you know. Pollinators and the type of um, of supporting uh, plants into a solar farm, you know, it's it's something that's it has to do with you know what's going on with those solar farms too, right? So it's like you have issues of erosion. I know this because we have solar farms here in Maui that we're dealing with, right? So you have issues of erosion. Can those little uh, pollinating kind of plants can they help uh, mitigate erosion, right? Because if not, then you're going to want to put down some big kind of like plastic uh, a covering uh, in order to keep the uh, the, you know the 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 land in place, right? Mm -hmm. And also. So you can't grow too high, right? Because you don't want to shade the actual solar panels. So that whatever kind of you know little supporting plants they put in there to help you know keep, keep the pollinators happy uh, needs to kind of work within the, infra- the, the, the framework of what the solar farm is. But it seems very doable. It seems like it's a possible thing. Yeah, I don't,
2: and I, I don't think that's really what they're talking about either. This is this is the mini acres. We had um, Paul on the beekeeper uh, out uh, talking about it, and they, they range for miles these pollinators okay so it's not just the immediate surrounding area of Mm -hmm. these solar farms but many many miles square miles around the farm that are also benefiting from the presence of the pollinators that that can be there right and there's there's also there's also something going on where they they migrate these these bees like from from crop to crop as as they um as things become ripe, right? And right, the flowers come out on the orange blossoms. They move a whole bunch of beehives into the. That's a the whole industry. Yeah. To, that's a whole. That's a whole industry, but it's actually really detrimental to the bees. They get moved around. They they're, not, they're jostled and and they're out of sorts like all the time. It stresses the hive. Yeah. yeah. Um, So, so having them in a static location eliminates all of that.
0: So it's like you have agriculture next to agriculture, you put a solar farm and that solar farm, you house the bees permanently. You don't mess with them. You let them uh, create kind of this added benefit.
2: Yeah. Do what they do. And you get additional revenue. Obviously, I mean, you you harvest honey. They, um, there's, there's. Conversations about how much to harvest, et cetera, et cetera. Mm-hmm. But but you can get additional revenue from that same land, and so it's this idea of balance, this this cohabitation that we can all achieve if um, we would simply do it.
1: <laughs> well, I think this this really, you know, if I may chime in real quickly, that fits exactly in what we've been talking about that balanced vision that I talk about, where we take one particular aspect and incorporate other facets that balances it out. You know, makes it more UTILIZED, um, higher yields and utilization of that particular property or that particular parcel of land, and so we got to move in that area because here in Hawaii and especially Maui, we have a finite amount of land. We cannot mm-hmm. continue growing. So if we want to maximize what we're talking about, and this is this is just one of many aspects uh, that we can do, uh, I, I'm all for that and having where. Bees and, and any other uh, cohabitator of a solar farm could better the whole industry, have better yields all around and, and, and produce more. That's, that's what, we, that's what we, be, we should be striving for.
0: Yeah, it's an ex- yeah, it seems
1: like a win-win for yes, everybody. Yes,
0: absolutely. <laughs> it's an exciting, uh, exciting uh, opportunity to kind of take advantage of that land. Because one of the concerns that people have with solar farms is that you're just using so much land. That's correct. Right? So and mm-hmm. if we can double-duty double, double duty that land and mm-hmm. have it turn into some kind of a cr- – I mean, then there's conversations out there about using even livestock, right? Right. J- J- you've seen this before. With, mm-hmm. Was it goats, yep. I think, yep. was the, goats, one of the main ones?
1: Exactly I uh, saw that in um, – uh, I think it was New Mexico. There were, there were some solar farms where goats were a part of it and they were also part of the elimination of Invasive species or mm-hmm. red vegetation, because goats just about eat anything. Right. You know, you, if it, yeah. they're hungry, they'll eat just about everything that's green. That's when, I, when I think
0: of goat under solar farm, though, I just uh, think of them eating some of those cables and stuff. Well, like, you, know, I, sorry, but, you know, I wonder if it's gonna if that could actually be protected. I guess you put some, put some so special could, protections yes. yeah, in I,
2: there. I'm pretty sure it can be done in such a way that they don't. You know, the cabling is not easily accessible. But I that's can great. see that. As I mean, my my father had an idea about have just having a herd of goats and migrating them around as uh, that kind of control for your solar farm or whatever else where you where you um, you want to cut down you said it can't grow too high you want to cut that stuff down you move in the goats they eat everything mm-hmm. through and then you move on to the next solar yeah. farm well, <laughs> well if dangerous. you look on Maui right here in Maui, Maui,
1: you know you look right down here in Wailuku mm-hmm. right in this little area there we have the little park across the cemetery but by the, by the uh, M3C. yeah goats have mm-hmm. been u- utilized there in mowing that whole acreage and that way, we don't have to send anybody in there with moors. That's been that way for a long time. A right? long time. We did this well, way back when I was on the council. We decided to do that as no an kidding. experiment. And, and you know, because it's all fenced off, it's very easy. You can let them roam. You know, we can't use it in every park because it's not fenced off. But, right. you know, goats are, are, are pretty adamant when you tell them, this is yours to eat. They're gonna take it right down to the root. I like it. I like
0: it. Wow. We gotta find a uh, solar a solar farm to try this out on. Yes. Yes. Probably, absolutely. Right? Yeah. <laughs> uh, you, you, you have your connections, Josh. I want to see you make that happen. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, I like anyway, the big and, ones. <laughs> Let's see and, what we can do. Let's see. What we can anyway, do.
2: to wrap to wrap this up, this was the first research that was um, quantitatively support the agricultural benefits of adding pollinators and solar fields. Um, and Illinois, which is the home state of the Argonne National Laboratory, just recently passed a pollinator-friendly solar energy bill, which cool. gives um, additional benefits to folks who, who implement these things. And it's not the first time it's I happened. I love that kind um, of thing. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. In, in, in Maryland and Minnesota also. So there are now three <clears> states <throat> that have similar legislation that give benefits to these, these multi-use um, solar, solar arrays. Uh, where is Hawaii? <laughs> yeah, we got
0: to do something like that. Imagine having a benefit that actually encourages I, 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 uh, beekeepers I, I, to put their their bees in, in, into solar farms, or, or encourages the solar farms to get you know give access to the beekeepers.
1: Yeah, is I, that something that's possible in the future? Maybe right, right here in Maui, we got West Maui. It's up on the hill already. It's yeah. running, and so. I'd be one of those that would love to encourage and see if we can if we can't do it statewide, why can't we do it in the county of Maui?
0: There you go. There you go. That's, That's exciting, sounds, exciting sounds stuff like right there. Let's do yes. that. Let's keep tabs on that one, huh? Okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right. So what's All next, Jay? We got some other good stuff fun. going on in the world, huh? This All uh right. you want to do the battery one, Bloomberg. you move the technology.
2: Bloomberg. Yeah, let's do Bloomberg and batteries, because you were talking about this before. Um, batteries moving fast. Uh, this is a Bloomberg article. Um, over, it's actually a Renewable Energy World article, but it comes from a Bloomberg analyst. Uh said, the battery boom could burn investors. So this is such a clickbaity title.
0: Yeah, battery boom could burn investors. I don't like these.
2: All those Bs in like there. These. That's
0: alliteration. That's some good alliteration. Yeah,
2: Yeah. right. Yeah. <laughs> but um, but it, I, the concept could be very real. Yeah. It could. Uh, We've seen on on the show that there are varying types of chemistries, right? A lot of different battery chemistries, but they're mostly based on this lithium ion technology now, um, varying other materials to provide either stability or a rapid charge discharge ability. Mm -hmm. Um, But but there are R&D teams literally everywhere from from San Francisco to Shenzhen to wherever that are are, are all chemists trying to come up with the next big thing, right? Um, They're looking for a new chemistry that will give better... Energy storage properties. Right. Uh, the problem is we're still ramping up manufacturing for lithium-type batteries, right? I mean, Tesla's got a tent. <laughs> right, right. To, to, so we're building ma- we're building just, facilities in build, in this
0: technology presently.
2: Building, <clears throat> right. They're still just investing in this infrastructure, which means large factories. It's a significant capital outlay for these companies, right? They're spending a ton of money to make these factories to make the batteries, um, and and investors if something comes down i mean we don't know when it's going to be because nobody's discovered it yet but when that next technology that next big thing is the concept of this article is that everybody will jump on that and all of these investments will be for naught
0: right so you could i mean they said they got 16.7 billion in conventional uh, battery factories installed another 42 billion expected by 2020 uh, yep. and, you know, and, and then, um, you know, they, they say lithium ion is supposed to be the dominant technology up through about 2025, right? And then some of these new technologies could start to take hold. That's not too far off. What are we, where are we right now? We're in 2018. Yeah, yeah, it really right? isn't. <laughs> I mean, this is, that's like, uh, that's, that's like, uh, you know, that's, that's, that's from freshman to senior in, in high school, right? <laughs> By the time you almost get through that. So, uh, it's moving very quickly. Um, and, uh, yeah, I guess they don't want, I guess they're concerned about, uh, uh, investors kind of uh, putting putting money into the in, in, infrastructure that may not actually be we may not need that long, right? I mean, they can freshman those facilities. Se- freshman
2: to senior in high school, how many times did you get held back? <laughs> well, yeah, let's not talk about that. I don't want to bring that up. <laughs> anyway, I don't necessarily agree with this at all. Um, the, the reason why is because these these lithium technology batteries seem to be good enough. You know, they're everywhere. They've been around for a while. It, it look at look at every single phone that everybody has these days. Um, they're great for lots of applications. Applications. Um, so this is this is the market for those are not going to disappear overnight. They may, mm. may need to, to do a, a, a lateral shift. You know, they're making different types of cells, but I don't think the demand is going to completely disappear. I actually just got an ad while I was search, surfing the news this morning um, for um, a battery company. Uh, it's actually. Trojan, which when I think of Trojan, I think of something else, but um, <laughs> the name of the battery company was Trojan, yeah, and, I, and they had a nice big B, nice big B on their ad, yeah. and so that's kind of cool, Solar, and they're specifically marketing solar batteries, but I dug in it, and you know what they are? Lead-acid. They're still f- flooded, the flooded yeah. lead-acid yeah. batteries. Yeah, yeah
0: Trojan's so kind of like, they've been around forever.
2: Yeah, but they don't disappear. Overnight, hmm. so it just may take long to kind of recoup that you know, investment. Uh, you I don't, I don't b- think it's necessarily a you know, bad no, bet. Yeah, not the best
0: bet. Another thing about this that kind of occurs to me, it's like the um, the, the battery business. I mean, if you look at battery manufacturers, uh, guys trying to get into this business, trying to do cutting edge stuff, it's right. a very difficult business to keep uh, keep to to get any longevity with, right? So if you look at yeah. Aquion, for example, those guys came in. That was the saltwater battery. Right. Remember, they were right. floating all around, yes. right? And yep. unfortunately. Uh-huh. boom they're done right and those guys were i remember talking to them over the years and there was a lot of excitement about it you know it was a green battery and it was uh it was it was big it was completely different alongside of the lithium conversation and there was uh you know and, and they just could not uh, could not make it work you know and then it's uh then poof it's gone a couple guys got you know i don't know how many people have aquium batteries out there in our in maui right now that's when it hits home right people right. buy this technology and now how do you get that uh warranty serviced could could it be serviced at all probably not actually you know um uh, so the, that's an example of, you know, how difficult it can be to kind of launch a battery company and be successful in a, in a, in a new chemistry or a new type of technology. Um, there are, of course, some other companies out there that have been doing this for 100 years, like uh, GSU Asa and some of the main players out there in the world, right? And they'll talk that, they'll kind of, um, you know, talk about that background as a, a stabilizing feature and whatever they bring to market. You know, hey, we, we've been around forever. We're not going anywhere. So, but yeah, so there's big changes coming in, in, in the technology mix.
2: Yeah, absolutely. Um, and then there's the whole conversation of like vehicle battery versus home battery and stuff like that. I mean, you don't need that giant um, oomph, that discharge rate with a house that you do with a vehicle. Um, unless you're kicking on your AC, it really doesn't draw a huge amount of power, right? Mm. Sure. So, 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 so yeah. So that I, I really don't think that the battery technologies are going to change quite as fast as this article makes well, it makes it up to be.
0: One of the things I think it's also worth just bringing up here is the weakness in lithium, right? And that seems to be mm-hmm. some of the rare earth metals that are necessary as a key ingredient, right? Mm-hmm. And this one yep. cobalt, yep. Jay, you brought this up in the past, cobalt, and um, yeah. I don't know boatloads about it, but it does talk about how uh, they're mined in war-torn countries like the Democratic Republic of Congo, and uh, it may not be able to uh, scale up with this and keep lithium cheap. So if those, those yep. sources are kind of in, in short supply or maybe not so stable locations to get them, then okay. Lithium has some kind of uh, uh, liability, some problems to it.
1: Right.
2: Well, it's worse. It's worse than that with cobalt, as I understand it. Cobalt is a is a byproduct of mining, like nickel and copper. So as, mm-hmm. as the markets for for nickel and copper rise, then cobalt just kind of shows up as 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 a byproduct. Hmm. You can't specifically mine for cobalt right? unless you reverse the paradigm and then you your, your nickel or copper is is your byproduct which i don't right. think is going to happen just because of the prices and, so, and the volumes so that lithium, come out of it
0: so lithium has got like uh you know a, a maybe seven or eight year run is that is that what i'm hearing right now lithium has got a pretty yeah, short run. Yeah, well it's <clears throat> that, it's, that it's going to be
2: it's going to be around for a while i think mm-hmm. you're going to see those just like we s- keep seeing flooded lead acid batteries you know they're mm-hmm. still out there uh it's it's just not going to be as valuable at technology going mm-hmm. forward mm-hmm. so it'll take longer to pay off those factories
0: Interesting stuff. Okay, okay, cool. So, let's jump over to what's going on with uh, Tesla. We get a little Tesla segment from time yeah. to time here. Everybody okay. loves Tesla.
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Elon Musk tends to show up on every show, <laughs> even though he's never been on the show. I know.
0: Uh,
2: <laughs> except our invite. And one Elon, they, one come of mine. On. One of these days. Um, so he's been pretty active on Twitter recently, and and it's all about this. Um, potentially taking Tesla private uh, what is it what does that mean I mean Tesla is a public company how, you
0: don't hear that a lot right Jay I mean the, the notion of a company going public is something we hear about but going, but private. going sure, sure. private that's a, its a, it must be a whole different uh, set of motivations.
2: It's it's just basically reversing the whole the whole concept um, where where when you take a company private you have to adhere to certain regulations you want to you want to have access to that um, that that the stock market you want to have access to a place where you take can sell shares yeah take it public you want to have access to a, a market where you can sell shares of your company and get that investment dollar. Um, Take it going going private. Will still he'll still have investors, but they're not allowed to take advantage of those marketplaces. Mm-hmm. So, but they're also not beholden to like the quarterly earnings call, which we've seen time and time again is kind of a real thorn in Elon's side. <laughs> <You> know, <laughs> well, he just, because he, he, he has he to play to that li- the quarterlies. He doesn't. He, yeah, yeah. He doesn't. He doesn't like that taking that call. I mean, he's, he's literally called questions from from people on the, on the earnings call. Boring. "Quote unquote," boring is the word he used. That's a boring question. How can you do that? Well,
0: it sounds like it's a conversation about wanting to wanting to look long term to the health of the company, to the health of the industry, to the world. I mean, that's rather than be beholden to this kind of quarterly uh, earnings report and you know these kind of artificial uh, periods of time that supposedly design that define the health of a company. Right. So, and we right, and, and right. we here in Maui, obviously, we get to look beyond you know uh, these short periods of time we got to think long term, so it's true. kind of a similar kind of mindset. So, but how do I I, mean, I? I kind of see him sitting in front of a board and getting annoyed by that, <laughs> and getting. And he's going, I want to change all this, this structure here, and I want to get. Uh, I don't want to have these kinds of problems. So, is that what he's up to? He's just trying to yeah. um, give himself yeah, it a sounds, better. Yeah, it
2: sounds like. Well, yeah, exactly. He's trying. He's trying to leave some of these stressors. Um, the one I, I don't know if it was a paraphrased quote or what, but the one that I read that really outlined it for me was that they're forced to, because of the quarterly checks, um, they're forced to make decisions that are best for the quarter, but are not best for Long the term. long-term yeah. Yeah. health of the company. Mm-hmm. And, and he's,
0: he's sick and tired of that. So. Wow, that's that's that's. That sounds pretty reasonable. I mean, and so he's got some fund uh, from the Saudis that have uh, apparently have the loot to make this kind of well, thing that's, happen.
2: <laughs> yeah, that's, that's that's the interesting bit about it is that it's the um, a Saudi sovereign wealth fund has approached him, and and apparently they've been hounding him for a while, mm. right? So so every every once in a while they come up and they'll make an offer. Um, the interesting thing about this offer now, what what popped up is that it's uh, what was it four hundred twenty dollars a share? Now, anybody know four. 20 Mhm. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And anybody? Okay. <laughs> um, it was it was it was one of those it was one of those odd things that people honestly thought it was a joke because it, the, the the history of the 420 number and, and the cannabis movement. So um, is that also so Earth Day? really sure. Is
0: that also earthy? 420 or no? Am I, am I mistaking that?
2: I don't, yeah, I don't, yeah, I don't know. I'm not sure film. of that. Oh, okay, I don't think okay. I don't think so. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, but but now the the other issue is that he's been like I said he's been actively vocal on Twitter and he may be in violation of of uh sec regulations because he's because he's, he's talking gone because he's talking a lot about this and it specifically uh there was a big jump in the stock price mm-hmm. when he started talking about it because it was it was like 20 it was like 20 percent better than the current stock offering and um it, it jumped up to like 11 percent so it's, it's quite, it's quite, it's quite a quite a significant jump. So the SEC is looking at him now, which is a problem.
0: Oh man, but we'll oh, see. Man. We'll see. All right. Well, well that's that's what's going on in the world of some of the big events. Well, how about what's going on in the country here? Well, I guess I guess Tesla qualifies as the U.S. as well, but we have something going on in California with these sure. uh, electric vehicles. vehicles. Yes. Um, that's kind of a big topic for us. They're, it looks like they're saying that uh, this is a utility dive article saying 3.9 million more EVs will not strain California's grid. Uh, Next ten says so. Next ten's a company, right? So. Uh, Basically, they're saying that the uh, the grid can handle this, and, and but but they talk about why. Do you get into that, Jay?
2: Well, um, yeah, absolutely. They're they're actually talking about their curtailment problems right now. They, we we talk about the duck curve a lot. Uh, the duck curve is where you see a huge amount of generation during the day, and they they can't take advantage of it. Right. <clears throat> so you, so there's a lot of if the sun comes up, the solar panels generate a ton of power, uh, wind. Kicks up because there's there's hot air being generated on the ground and, and it rises and other wind other air moves in to take its place. So all of these renewable kind of s- generators kind of happen during the day and see so this huge ramp in production during the day. But you can't use it all. Now we've talked about putting batteries on actual solar installations to kind of time shift that energy. Mm-hmm. A lot of other things. But the big uh, hope is that these EVs can kind of absorb this extra extra power during the day and so that's that's actually what a lot of the, the article is talking about is bringing all these EVs on the grid is actually going to help mitigate some of this curtailment curtailment is when they drop the energy they just they just blow it off because they can't absorb it
0: so how are they gonna mitigate it are they gonna be able to basically absorb the energy when they when, when it's needed
2: well, they're hoping they're hoping that having these these this up to five million vehicles on the grid um and they're actually going to be like that the, the ride hailing type of vehicles so these are not um privately owned vehicles in in, in, in so they get deploy big they're, they're fleets
0: of them all at once kind of
2: thing. large large fleets and they're specifically programmed to charge during the days mm-hmm. so That's 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 how it would work. Is that you have a you have a fleet vehicle, uh, you do charge during the day, and it would will absorb all of that that what would have been curtailed energy, Mm -hmm. which is fantastic. Um, And and of course, this is the the basic conversation is that um, we've had with with Miko as well. Is can you simply push that much power around? And the answer is yes from California.
0: The answer is yes, from California. California. <laughs> I mean, that, that begs the question out here in Maui and, you know, much, on you know, much, 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 much smaller grid, could we do something like that? Could we have the opportunity? Could we talk with one of these uh, fleet companies and put together a, a, a deal to have them help our duck curve?
2: Yeah, I would absolutely love to see that. I mean, who's going to take it on? We don't know. We had our, our Jump Smart program for a while. Uh, I'm not sure what the status of this. Last I heard, it was being... Cancelled.
0: The (laughs) JumpSmart Malli, yeah, with Hitachi and all that. There was, uh, yeah, I'm not sure what the status is right now. Actually, I
1: think it's still going, guys. And um, uh, there is talk about taking Hitachi pulling back and somebody else coming in and taking over. Mm -hmm. That was the last discussion I remember when I was on the council in 2016. It wasn't that we're going to do away with it. They needed more charging stations, and they wanted to pull back a bit and let someone else kind of run the. Take the, the yeah, take, take the the lead, take the lead. Yeah, absolutely. Oh.
0: Yeah. So maybe there's an opportunity for a company out there yeah. that wants to trial something like this in a place like Maui. That could be pretty exciting.
1: I think the problem yeah, comes yeah, up fun. large, large enough fleet to do it. Mm. You got to imagine right. now. We don't have a large fleet here. Our bus system, uh, Roberts Hawaii, those right. would need a big fleet. So you know, you're referring to because even our trucking companies here in the meaning, they're considered very small. Sure, yeah. So we're, you know, in that concept, we don't have the large numbers that you have in California. You get one of those trucking companies and you're talking probably 150,000 trucks. Wow. You don't even have that many on all of Maui if you put all of the, right. Uh, yeah. So that's that's some of the drawbacks that we had, we discussed when we when I was on the council uh, that yes this can work but we don't have the numbers to produce it.
0: What's interesting about it is if you think about we have uh, this electric bus being trialed right now right Absolutely. in Maui. So if you had a company yep. that you know like a that that that's what they did some combination of an electric vehicle like a, a public transportation company and, and a, maybe yeah and then maybe also uh, you know a a, a distributed generation DER kind of company that's that's dealing mm-hmm. with uh, shifting energy around a grid. You know, they could maybe put together some kind of a, pro, a pilot project and say, "Okay, we're going to do you know, just like uh, Greg has out in Molokai, Jay, with the uh, with the yeah, right. He's got right. A, ten yeah, houses exactly. with batteries. Yep. What if we do yep. a dozen or two dozen buses with right. uh, with you know that are electric and and see if it see if it uh, you know if it works and then uh, mix scale it up. Well, you know,
2: it gets better. It gets better than that. Years ago, I thought about um, why don't the uh, the rental companies. I mean, we we have this huge influx of tourist vehicles all, right. use, in use all the time. Why are that? Why are they not electric? I mean, if we could support that, I think it would be a, a massive boon.
0: Sure. Yeah, yeah. I mean, if we could have like a, a huge electric vehicle fleet, we just got that new building up there.
1: Right. Right. Well, that right. is
2: those those are the largest fleets here of like. Private. You know,
1: private, the, yeah. And I was gonna say Yeah, if sedans. you would yeah, you, went, you <laughs> yeah. go with private vehicles, now that's a whole different dynamics. Mm-hmm. And again, right. enough charging stations available across the board so that when these vehicles are not being used, they can be charged and not be lined up. Like we what we got two up here at the county building, two yeah. down at Kahumanu. you got two or three at uh, uh, Maui Mall. See and so if you have twenty cars that need to be charged all of a sudden, you know, there's a challenge there. But Right. I think we found out with the bus system that we're discussing right now, the electric buses, that we can have portable generators that can be moved into certain areas and made available. Mm-hmm. So that may be another option.
0: You mean like a, a charging station yes. that's portable?
1: portable, yes. Really? Oh, yeah, wow. that could be moved. From one area like to a, another, like a solar trailer. They, well, they, you know, I mean, no, seriously. I mean, there, there, are options. No, Josh, out there. Josh, Josh owns one. Which <laughs> is. Oh, okay, all right, there you go. So we know what we're talking about. Well, what
0: if, yeah, I mean, if, if you had a company like ChargePoint, right, and this is a company yes. we've dealt with over the years, and uh, they're really great. They, they have the lion's share of the electric vehicle charging market across the country. But I mean, it, you know, it seems to me we could probably deal with a company like that and say, hey, we, in order for this idea to work, we need X amount of chargers. Right. And if you come and front load that. Um, you know, and bring in the 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 money to you know create the infrastructure and deploy the infrastructure. Okay, you get X, you get a contract for X period of time to sell that energy, and you get you make some money in that, right? right? Some some kind of a deal like that seems to me to be plausible, right? So uh, that could get us kind of further down the road. It'd be really interesting to explore that stuff. Um, yeah, I mean, we, we need some more electric vehicles out here. We yeah. got to really bolster it.
2: Sounds. I'm I'm going to take that. I think when when we go to SPI next month, uh, I'm going to I'm going to take that talk to some some of these people and see what see if they're interested. You know. Yes. Yeah. Let's, let's yeah. see what we can there make happen. Go. All there right. I like, sounds, it, I like yeah. it. Sounds like a plan. Yes. All right. Uh we got a lot. Think it's about time we do our commercial break. Yeah. Uh, we'll do we're going to let hear from our sponsors, and then we'll be right back with some more interesting news and, of course, uh, Mike Victorino, which we really appreciate
0: having. Alrighty. Thank you, my man. Sounds good. Aloha, and welcome to Maui Solar Project. It is easy to feel rejuvenated just stepping outside on a magnificent Hawaiian day. Maui Solar Project is here to help harness that energy you feel in your body and use it to power your homes and businesses. As Laura tells us, Maui harnessed the sun so as to slow its path across the sky. Join Maui Solar Project as we harness the sun's energy and slow Hawaii's dependence on Call Maui Solar Project at 269-2352, mauisolarproject.org.
1: Tabuchi Electric, a leading worldwide
2: inverter manufacturer, presents the second generation of the eco-intelligent battery system, the IBIS. Tabuchi's grid-friendly system includes a high-efficiency inverter, stackable batteries, and integration with Jelly software for the most adaptable battery storage system on the market. This system is optimized for energy management and cost performance. Maximize your solar investment with Tabuchi's electric eco-intelligent battery system. The Sonnen Battery Eco is an energy storage solution that utilizes intelligent energy management software. The system is available in a variety of storage capacities and allows for expansion. Sonnen Battery Eco allows you to save money by harvesting energy from your solar PV system and using that stored energy when rates are more expensive. Sonnen Battery Eco is specifically designed to provide you and your family peace of mind in the event of power outage. Our unique power detection system will sense outages in real time and automatically switch over to battery power. See Sonnen Battery Eco at sonnen-battery.com.
0: MIT founded Pika Energy, makers of the Pika Energy Island, a smart energy management system that uses solar panels, lithium batteries, and intelligence to manage your energy and keep you powered even during outages. With a clean, intelligent alternative to grid power, you're in control of your energy future. Pika's Energy Island lets you manage electrical costs with HECO-ready self-supply functions. Pika's largest battery, the Harbor Plus, offers 16 kilowatt hours of stored energy and can power loads of up to 10 kilowatts. And if you need more capacity, just add a second or even third Harbor Smart battery battery to the same system for a maximum of 48 kilowatt hours of usable storage. Pika Energy. Own your power. To learn more, visit pica-energy.com. All right. One of our favorite technologies, rounding off that commercial break there, Sundrum. We're deploying this on a couple of projects at the moment. Looking for more, right? Because what's more exciting than being able to go PV electric plus thermal on the same roof space? Right. <laughs> Which is super cool stuff. So yes. we're going to see more of that. That actually could be great for uh, the, the hotel environment out here because, you know, you have only so much roof space, right, with right. PV electric. And what Sundrum does in a nutshell is you put a canteen, uh, a heat uh, sink on the back of a solar panel, and it extracts the waste heat. Uh-huh. and it moves that you know via water like thermal right. energy down through heat exchanging systems you can create air conditioning you can heat pools you can store energy in your pools you kind of like do double duty on the roof space of a hotel
1: Absolutely fantastic. It's awesome and, stuff, right? It's it's,
2: it's way more than double duty. It's a lot
1: of percentage. Yeah. <laughs> but you know the nice thing is again maximizing the impact of our solar systems I think is what people are looking for. Yeah. You know, again, exactly that. You know, that's the world we live in and everything is efficiency and maximization of what we can get out of it yeah
0: yeah it's huge it's yep. huge yeah. it's uh it's an exciting thing and we're really uh, privileged to be working with mr uh, michael Thierry and brian footlick over there at sundrum energy uh supporting the show and also uh yeah looking forward to seeing get these basically they're in a place right now where if they can ramp up production yes uh then they can make it more and more cost effective and this can be a technology that maybe is something that we see uh as more of a regular uh you know employed tech in in, in, in homes you don't actually need boatloads of energy to uh, maybe i think it's like your average home in maui if it's it's a big home with a pool and a spa and air conditioning. Right. Probably could use this technology to its advantage. Absolutely. You know? Absolutely. So cool stuff. Cool stuff. So, Jay, where do you want to go? You want to jump into some more news and events? You want to take a little uh, spin with uh, Michael uh, uh, on, on Maui? Where are you at?
1: He's in Japan. Uh, by the way, he's yeah. not in Maui. <laughs> yes. I,
2: I, I, I'm stuck. I'm stuck on Maui because I really. I mean, we got to talk about this. PUC yeah. agrees to interim rate hike for okay, Maui electric. This is a big one. Okay, this is a big So so ahead. essentially means that your electric bill is going
0: up. Bum bum bum. <laughs> yeah yeah. Well, we we talk, we we talked
2: about this a long time ago. Uh, Miko actually. Uh, proposed the rate hike way back in October of last year. Uh, it's been in, in committee for a long time. And the, the laws are such that if, if they don't give a judgment, yay or nay, within nine months, they need to at least give an interim decision. And this is the interim decision. So the, uh, the rate hike takes effect on August 23rd. It is going to uh, increase a typical bill on Maui. Where was the? Where's the number? It's, it's like a thirteen dollars forty six cents. So up to one hundred sixty one dollars from the current rates for for Maui residents.
0: Thoughts, gentlemen? (laughs) Uh, Well, I mean, there's some quotes here from Sharon Suzuki, uh, the president of MECO. Uh, She says, this request helps pay to keep service safe and reliable to our growing communities while at the same time making real progress in replacing fossil fuels with renewables. And then Shana Decker has a quote in there as well. uh, I think it's public relations, right, Shana's role. Um, yeah, I mean, uh, you, we, this was anticipated. We sure. kind of knew it was coming down yeah. the road. Uh, the cost of you know keeping that grid up and running is very real, and uh, you know, but no one's looking forward to it. That's for sure. sure. So yeah. you know, but kid.
2: it's 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 not just that though. I mean, I, I actually really understand this because um, they they it, what that translates to this this 3.8 uh, percent revenue increase translates to 12.5 million dollars annually in revenue for Mico, uh, but they have put out. Uh, Uh, just just recently uh more than 50 million million. dollars in uh der um resources so this this includes the wind wind farm solar and everything else so it's it's not like they're making a ton of money on this it's that that it's it's helping to pay for the upgrades that they've already been doing so although it may be painful uh it's it's kind of warrant it and that's the reason why I understand the PUC is is granting this interim rate hike mm. uh, there it is it is extremely controversial though there's um, something's there's a couple of quotes just on this comment alone uh, something's not adding up there's a 2.87 megawatt solar farm that just went in uh. that uh, produces electricity at around 11 cents that's that's a PPA in the comment uh, section uh, we, we yeah. yeah we talked about yeah below so so the people are talking about this um, so it's 11 cents uh, per kilowatt hour for PPA. Uh, they're, they're getting this, this energy. Um and, and people are saying we should be the benefit of benefiting from these savings and reducing our electric bills. Why are the rates increasing instead? Who is pocketing these savings? Ooh. Um, <laughs>
0: well, <laughs> well, the comment section okay. is always where they people duke it out. Right. So they're not going to hold down there. Yeah. But I mean, we also have people the, the, I think on the, you know, on the other side of this conversation, people are definitely squeezed financially here in Maui County. There's no yeah, doubt absolutely. about it. It's one of the most expensive places to live in the world. Uh, certainly in the country. And, uh, you know, and to be able to, you know, Make the income to be able to offset this very high cost of living is, is challenging. That ratio is tough. Um, you know, and yep. in addition to this rate hike, we also have fuel surcharges going up, if I'm not mistaken. So I'm seeing advertisements yep. from some of my competitors out there, and I also own a solar business uh, called Maui Solar Project, and they're saying, um, hey, we've, we have a 10, 12, 15% increase when you look at the full picture. So that's a lot of money, right? right. If that surcharge, yeah. and that yeah. surcharge I think can swing on a, on a monthly basis. On or a something. monthly basis, yes. Right? So you add that. This kind of accepted. Okay, so we have this planned increase in nine point three percent proposed, and we're at what was the number again? Three point eight or something? Three three point eight was granted. Yep. Yeah. <clears throat> okay, and then plus the surcharges. Then families are going, okay, wait a second, twenty. What, what am I? I get twenty dollars extra on my bill right now. Right. I've been trying to conserve. Twenty bucks is, uh, you know, that's a couple couple bowls of Simon maybe somewhere for, a thing, right? So, I mean, we. This is not a small thing for people uh, trying to save money, and when you add to that the fact that. Some people have a rough time sometimes getting solar Right. that can mitigate those yep. bills considerably. Mm-hmm. That's, I think, what t- tends to brew the, 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 the frustration, you know what I mean? So uh, any thoughts on that, uh, uh, Mike?
1: Well, it's, 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 it's compounding in the, in the situation. When you look at utility bills in many parts of the country, uh, because of renewable energy, they're starting to go down. And here, it's going the opposite way. And so the people are getting frustrated with that aspect. So I understand what Miko's done. Miko has done a lot of upfront costs and in some part of it is the recovery, right guys? I mean, mm-hmm. you know, you yep. mentioned that earlier. However, you know, it also shows that right now is not a good time to be raising, whether it's taxes, whether it's rates, everything else is going up. Gas has gone up. I mean, how many of you have gone to the pump lately? I mean, it's gone from under $3 to over $4 across the board, except if you go to Costco, right? Mm -hmm. And so it it makes it (laughs) difficult, you know, and and really it does. So I understand how people feel. And so we need to continue to monitor to say, hey, you have to have good, justifiable reason for rate increases. Mm -hmm. I think this is something the public's wanting to see. We want to see results. And we want to see, you say, put these solar panels or solar farms in, put these wind farms in, and we're going to save money. But yet you're not actually seeing that.
0: It's almost to be tied to it,
1: Yeah, it should. You know, there should be some correlation. And that
0: was,
2: yeah. And that that was the legislation that the the PUC, the very short one, um, that simply said that they want to change from a... Uh, power generation model to a reward
1: um, right Incentive, model. like, yeah, yeah, incentive-based, yeah. So we put
0: in a big solar farm, and then we see some tangible shift, downward shift in our bills uh, as a direct result of that, as a, as a requirement even maybe. Uh, right? yes. That could actually maybe be the way it starts And to I think
1: the legislature, the state legislature, is going to start looking at some of these. Because even though the PUC, some of this needs to be done on a statewide basis. So mm-hmm. then when these companies come in, they also know some of the factors. That are involved, and so they're, you know, upfront informed on what what the results are going to be.
0: Absolutely, absolutely. Well, mm-hmm. um, I hope that we don't see these bills continuing to increase. Uh, and you know, and of course, you have the the other piece of this is just access to solar. Yes, that's been a really contra- I mean, I've been in this business, uh, Mike, for since 2010. My partner started Maui Solar Project in 2008, so that's a big chunk of my life. And I remember the conversation has always been, okay, let's get you solar. First step is to go through the utility and get the approval. And sometimes it works, and sometimes it doesn't. You know, and, and we have a lot of good dialogue with utility nowadays, uh, both. From the coaster and from the company, but you know that I think that you know that that notion that that someone can't have access to solar, whether it's a backfeeding program like Nam or whether it's a uh, cons- these new consumer self-supply programs that are pulling load off of right. uh, the sectors. You know, people want people don't really want to hear that they can't get solar because if they if, if 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 it's too expensive, right? Then they go, well, I want to take it in my own hands because I can manage it better myself, right? right, right. And so that's yep. kind of part of the thing. It's like if people really need to feel it, they can they can make that decision if they want
1: to. Uh, you know? I agree. And- and I yeah. think that's something that uh, we've got to continue working towards uh, and both the, with the PUC and the utility company. Not trying to alienate or become adversarial, but working together. Let's find good solutions. And I, and we've come up with some through the last few years. However, I don't think it's moving fast enough. Yeah. And I think that's what frustrates people is when they see these reports, oh, we got solar farms, we got wind farms, and it's going to bring your energy costs down, and then they don't see any results. Then they want to take it into their own hands, just like you mentioned. Mm-hmm. They want to control it. And so how do we accommodate that control at the same time moving ahead, making sure that the grid, it's kept up that the expenses behind keeping the grid up is good, and generating power because you and I both know there is no at this point no one renewable mm-hmm. energy resource that's guaranteed sure. three hundred sixty five days a year right. and until we get yeah. there, I think that's the scary part, because like water like your, your electricity, these are things when you flip the switch or you turn the the tap on you want the water, you want the electricity, yeah, and so. Yeah. Uh, I, I think people want a cake and eat it too. So we got to try to see if we can help them bring the two together. And uh, I see some good things on the horizon. And I believe Maui Electric and, and the utilities, as well as the POC and the county, continue to work hard. And like what um, um, Mayor Arcawa mentioned, yeah. in the next, if we make certain legislative changes, in the next five to ten years, we could become a hundred percent renewable. That's remarkable, man. Right? Yeah, and That's it, remarkable. Could, it could happen. But again, <clears throat> we got to keep working at it.
0: You know, one of those just uh, thank you so much for that. It's great comments, and uh, really exciting to hear that from you. Uh, you know, uh, one of the things that uh, really struck me that Mayor Arakawa said, and we've talked about this a couple of times, but I just it's just hit its home so squarely, mm-hmm. is the notion that our exported, our exported dollars, our, our dollars that we buy. Uh, fossil fuels with mm-hmm. it you know on an annual basis but future forward a couple of decades is kind of the largest loss of wealth of our community it no. kind of doesn't get any bigger than that right and so um, you know the notion that, it, that, that whatever we can do to continue to march down that road of of taking uh, advantage of renewable energies as much as possible stems the stems the loss of those petrodollars, Absolutely. right and that's wealth that stays here in the community and that's what kind of counters this bill increase here if people are making more money people are saving more money they're doing well taxes are lower you know because if we're not exporting all our money in, in, in dollars. then it could be a, a more affordable place to live you yeah. know I mean that's kind of really a key p- component of what we're gonna we got to do in the future
1: absolutely and 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 dollars are not the only dollars we're talking sustainability and our diversified egg and stuff mm-hmm. I mean it's it's a big picture and again it's just that one segment it's many segments of our community that has to continue to grow and thrive. You know, we got lots of land now that hc has given up growing sugarcane, right? Okay, mm-hmm. hey, here's mm-hmm. an opportunity. Biodiesel, is, um, biocrops are part of it. Mm-hmm. but Sustainable crops, crops that we can eat here, organic, uh, crops grown, traditional farms. You know, we can have a whole array of what I call sustainable crops that we can consume right here. we don't have to ship them in, and we're probably not gonna ship them out because it's too expensive. So
0: that's great. What does it take for us to start taking advantage of some of that, uh, what is that, 30, 40,000 acres of HCNS land right in the valley and in order to do what you just were describing?
1: Sitting down with A, uh, A and B, and they already are at the table. They're willing to come to the table and look at a large chunk of this land and keep it in ag, leasing it out for a long term, 50 years, 100 years, even maybe where the county would buy some of this land and have it under our control. You know, Uh, co-oping, you know, that's another issue, uh, another means of doing it. There's so many aspects. So, you know, I always tell people, there's not one size fits all. You know, I wish there was, but there isn't. But let's use all these various aspects, these various plans that we've talked about. Let's bring them out to the table and let's say, let's do it now. And that's what I, as as mayor, that's what I want to do. Bring everybody to the table and let's get these solutions and let's, Implement, not keep talking about it. I'm getting old. I Take don't want to hear. Yeah, action, Jackson. <laughs> that's me. I want to get action, not talk about it. Because you know, being Portuguese, I can talk all day. I want to see results, and you know, you as the consumer want to see results. When you go into a store or you order online, you're ordering because you want results and you want to get something now.
0: Wow, absolutely! So that's exciting. Um, definitely, we're uh, we want to see action taken, and we want to see uh, more movement in renewable energies, and more movement in this sustainable agricultural model. I mean, yeah. that's 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 kind of what what Maui's all about, really, right? I yep. mean, agriculture is kind of like the the, the the full history of of this community, and uh, now we're in this major shift. So so we we're, uh, we're we're not too far out. So if when when is the election? Is it in November?
1: November, November sixth. Yes, November sixth. The people will have an opportunity to decide. Not only the mayor, the governor, lieutenant governor, many house and senate seats, as well as the council. Mm-hmm. Um, I ask people to do their homework, to look at things, look at the aspects, look at what each individual and 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 and, and wanting to bring to the table, uh, their willingness to work together. Again, mm-hmm. one of the things I've said from the beginning, and I've not changed my whole mantra as far as the campaign is concerned is not being adversarial, being collaborative. And I think that's important. And so when all this is said and done, you know, and with the good Lord's will and the people's will, I get in there, we're gonna work hard to make all of this, and you and many others that are out there are gonna be at the table to bring your Manau, to bring your, your ideas and your thoughts and get it done.
0: Yeah. Well, we certainly would like to see that happen. That's exciting stuff. So, okay. Well, let's do this. Um, are there any specific things you'd like to share with voters, or anything you'd like to share beyond kind of what we we're just talking about here, uh, about any of your specific ideas, or or anything else that you'd like to kind of bring out? The we'll tail end of the conversation. We've just got a couple minutes.
1: Left. Yeah, I know we have a couple of minutes, and you know, before we get going, I want to say thank you for allowing me this time. My pleasure. Um, Josh, thank you. I know you're in Japan, and you know, I mean, that's all good. It's all good, and <laughs> uh, I, you know. Today with technology, I get to see him sitting there uh, a day and a half hour, uh, ahead of me, or almost two, uh, a day ahead of me, right? So, and then he comes back, he comes back to the real time, right? Jay, Jay's uh, on a virtual uh, presence yeah, device Jay. in the studio right now. Josh and Jay, you know, thank you guys very much. Um, but to the people of Maui County, this is a pivotal election, you know? And so what are you talking? Renewable energy, you're talking sustainable crops, uh, edible crops, uh, uh, infrastructure, or oh, whatever we have, whatever we need to do. I believe the way to solve it is all of us coming to the table with respect, whether it's culture, whether it's uh, philosophies, whether it's religion, I don't care what it is, and to respect each other, to agree to disagree, and find solutions that help the people of Maui County. Nothing else short of that will work. And for me that's what I offer that's what I'm going to do specific plans all come around because you sit down and I have an idea and you have an idea and when you put the two ideas together like bam! this is great
0: right so it's about dialogue and about community uh, engagement and uh, and this kind of hitting the ground running as soon as uh, the the election cycle well, over. <laughs>
1: I, I'm gonna hit the ground the, the night of running You know. so with the good Lord's will and 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 the people it'll all work and so I believe Maui is the most beautiful place in the WORLD, I'VE LIVED HERE ALMOST ALL MY LIFE, ALL MY ADULT LIFE. I SPENT MUCH OF MY MATERNAL, I MEAN, MY my CHILDHOOD WITH MY MATERNAL GRANDPARENTS WHEN THEY WERE STRICTLY I. I UNDERSTAND MAUI. Yeah. And I want to make sure it works. Hey, Jay, thank you. Aloha. God bless you. Safe travels. <laughs>
0: thank you Just, so much. Thank you yeah, so much. Aloha, sir. Thank you for coming on. Hey, folks. This has been the really Solar Coaster. It. Yeah, we uh, had a great show here with uh, former Councilman Mike Victorino, possibly the next mayor of Maui County. Uh, and we are, uh, yeah, so thankful to have had the show today. So, uh, hey, folks. We are sponsored by Maui Solar Project, Tabuchi Electric America, Sonin Battery, Pika Energy, and Sundrum Solar. This has been the 67th Solar Coaster episode. Uh, and and we are looking forward to SBI soon. You can bring all that great stuff back. Have a great Aloha you Friday go. weekend, folks. I'll see you next week. Aloha, everyone.
1: Aloha.